when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, December 10th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 209. I am your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, sipping a latte. I guess it's a latte. Natalie Watson. Hi. There we go. Also, (laughs) sipping from a big Chicago Bears mug, wearing a Chicago Bears sweater, Patrick Klepek. First time, the only touchdown has gone to an offensive lineman. The only touchdown in a game. In the whole Super Bowl era. Just, mm, man, hey, I want to get a jersey with your name on it. Thank you. Good job. Also joining us, presumably sipping from a a number of bottles, uh, (laughs) Rob Zachney has joined us. Sorry, I need a lot of coffee today. Oh, yeah. uh, I was up late last night uh, waiting (laughs) for Santa's sleigh. Rob, you just lifted a French press. I was hoping it was going straight into your mouth. Just right up. It's too oh, hot. No, oh, no, it burns. It burns. It's, that no. thing's really hot. Don't do that. I can't. It turns out I can't Ghost Rider this right now. <laughs> God damn. All right. So we're going we're gonna to jump into why you were up late last night in a moment, Rob. But first, I need everyone's attention because I, I need help to understand what I'm looking at. What's up? What? Why is Sonic the Hedgehog so sad? Sonic the, I can't even speak. <laughs> I'm so verklempt. I'm I so know. overwhelmed by the calf muscles of Sonic the Hedgehog, by the the realistic arm hair. What is happening in this poster? I need to find this article about it. Wait, I want to read to you something? about the eyes. Check, check the check waypoint. Oh my god, I hadn't seen the eyes. You can see the shape of one of the eyeballs. No, you can't. Uh, yes, you I'm absolutely zooming. I'm zooming. can. I'm zooming. Wait, I'm it's zooming. just a dark silhouette. No, zoom in. Zoom in. Look closer. The Look one at I've the got curves. is a motion poster. It sucks. Yeah, but just I yeah. Okay. Just pause I'll, it at I'll, the end. Yeah, just pause it at the end, like like you're a digital native. No, I'm gonna. I, I'll give you this. I got you. I got it too. Boom. There we go. Shout out to Burton Movies Death for just having the screen. Right. Cap so here. okay. So I want to read um two quotes. Okay, this is from the Birth Movies uh, Death. Great blog, by the way. I. They're a really good, fun movie blog to read um, read them every day. So shout-outs to to them. But they've got some quotes from the producer of Sonic the Hedgehog, Tim Miller. Tim Miller of Fast and Furious. Yes. Uh, Not Crooked Media. (laughs) Not Crooked Media. They're not having a crossover? (laughs) Nice pull, Rob. Uh, So uh, the uh, Birth Movies Death... This is what he went on to do after. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Birth Movies Death writes, The first thing you probably noticed is the fur. The formerly sleek Sonic has been dragged into the real world and then giving his blue body a real world update, says the film's executive producer, Tim Miller. Quote, That was always stage one of adapting it to what the real world is and what a real animal would be like. It would be weird and it would feel like he was running around nude if he was some sort of otter-like thing. It was always, for us, fur, and we never considered anything different. It's part of what integrates him into the real world and makes him a real creature. 
birth movie's death. Okay, well, fair enough, we suppose. But what about those muscular legs? What about the hands? Dear merciful God. He has, like, very human hands in this image. What are Sonic's eyes going to look like? Traditionally, they're depicted as two pupils set into one. A wide open uh, window, a thing that would be impossible in our world. So what would they look like now? Miller says those have been updated as well. Quote, I don't think Sega was entirely happy with the eye decision. But these sorts of things, you go... It's going to look weird if we don't do this. But everything is a discussion. And that's kind of the goal, which is only to change what's necessary and stay true to the rest of it. Stay true to the rest of it. He's not going to feel like a Pixar character would because I don't think that's the right aesthetic to make it feel like part of a world. I don't think Sega was entirely happy with the eye decision. It's a, a great line. Mm, I love it. I'm very worried. I am I'm so not. excited. I love my hair suit, boy. People are going to want to fuck this thing. I'm, yeah, I'm here for do. it. Of course, that's fine. The eyeballs. He's going to be ripped the and ears. weird. And the question is really going to be, I think I want to fuck uh, Jim Carrey. Is Jim Carrey? Oh, Jim Carrey is Robotnik. Yeah, they're yeah. going to want to fuck Jim Carrey as Robotnik. Oh, my God. Have you seen? The, is Robotnik I rewatched awesome? half of The Grinch this weekend. Nah. You don't want to fuck Carrey Jim version? Carrey. You, yeah, it, it, that movie is... Someone does. Grinch, Someone does. Jim Carrey. You know what? The Grinch is a fucking Fair icon. Art. I stand. Uh huh. Oh, the go Grinch. Watch, go watch that Grinch movie. Is, I have the I'm Grinch is out again. here dismantling corporate corporate Boom. Christmas. Got him. Fucking on his own with his dog, just minding True. his own Dogs. fucking life. Absolutely. Absolute goals. I want to fucking live on a mountain with Legend. my dog and just fucking eat trash <laughs> anytime. Unless you hear an air raid siren. No one's heard that conversation. That conversation's <laughs> lost in the ether. All right. Well, I'm. I, my suspicion is it's going to look like what if one of those Pokemon from the Pokemon from the Pikachu Detective, Detective Pikachu movie just like looked like a person more. And that's scary to me. I think they just should have cast Terry Cohen as the new Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> really, is my position. Just You know, like I think the Sonic for our times... Uh-huh. is just the Bears' star running back. I'm so mad at you. And I don't think you need any costume. You're... It's clearly he's magical. He's, you know he's, what? He's already he's, I'm happy he's for you both. Magical As my football team suffers. And, uh, we're Dude, just that was on. such a heartbreaker yesterday. Yeah, I don't want to talk oh about it. Oh, my God. Also, I love how be- like the officiating in the final five minutes of that game yeah, made me not uh-huh. want to watch football ever again. Agreed. And but I'm I watched gonna. hours more. <laughs> I just want to say that uh-huh. Sonic is here. Sonic is snatched. Sonic Great. went to the gym. Sonic, Sonic got gains. Sonic, Sonic made the gains he needed to make to get faster. True. And he's going to be the fastest and the furry, most furriest of yeah. we've ever seen him. So I'm happy for him, honestly. <laughs> Natalie, if you ever want to like have a career as like an E3 stage presenter, you fucking got the, the cadence down. Thank 100%. you. 100%. Oh, thank you. That's my next. That's next. That's next. If Waypoint doesn't pan out, that's yeah, it. No. If Waypoint doesn't pan out, you're going to become an E3 Hit stage my line. presenter. Kato is going to go moderate the uh, the Soldier Boy Discord form. Or Discord form. Seven. Jesus, Discord. Eight. Nine. Soldier Boy has a Discord, ten. and on the Discord, there is a counting channel. It's just called counting, and, there's a and bot. everyone's <laughs> there's a there's bot a bot that, like, that will level you congratulate up. Congratulate you when you've counted enough, and you have to count to like eleven thousand something to get to level one. So let me just tell you, there's dedication. They're up to like thirty seven thousand or something. Are those something bots them, like are people scripting into Discord? 
to type or are they typing? No, those people that? are typing. Those people are typing. I got it. Because you, you unlock different chat rooms in the Soldier Boy Discord. If you, sorry, it's not the Soldier Boy Discord. It's Soldier the, Soldier. it's S-O-D-M-G. It's uh, Stacks on Deck Money Gang Discord, which is the label that Soldier Boy runs. Uh, uh, and so you unlock different chats depending on what level you reach in that Discord. Um, he's. So like he's this is Soldier Boy's Soldier Boy's Discord. Next game. His next game is counting is, numbers. Is, is, we should note that Soldier Boy has a console coming. Hmm. Well, yeah. Soldier Boy sure does. How high do I have to count to get a fucking <laughs> shipment of my Soldier <laughs> game handheld? He and took to our get it? money. He has our know. money. Has it actually charged my credit card? I should, I don't know. I, I have, have no look. idea. Yeah, I put it on my card, and I haven't. I haven't had the. I've had too much shame to see if it's actually run. We've committed two hundred dollars to the the soldier. Two fifty. Because one of those was hundred. One of them was one fifty. I, I put it in for the one fifty. <laughs> it's been successful enough that he has now organized something called Soldier Tech, which is about recruiting young, uh, energetic. Technologists that want to be part of the front lines of selling complete ripoff junk to people at high prices. Listen, anyone could go online and buy a twenty-five dollar console and resell it for a hundred dollars, filled yep. with filled with ROMs, filled with <laughs> stolen games. Probably, I'm guessing, but not everyone could do that and also be Soldier Boy. No, and True. say Soldier Tech. and own a subway. Does Soldier Boy own a subway? Soldier Boy owns a subway what? restaurant. Soldier Boy is a fucking entrepreneur. True. I don't doubt that, but the subway thing is interesting. That's that's smart. That's spreading out your risk. That's like, I mean, who are Rick wh- Ross? Wh- Rick Ross owns a bunch of Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever heard of a subway going out of business? Um, Soldier Boy Furious as his subway closes after his employees <laughs> didn't. And then I need to read the end of the sentence and it didn't. <laughs> One second. After his okay, Soldier Boy left furious as breaking his subway news. breaking news October third, twenty eighteen. This is not that long ago. Soldier Boy left furious as his subway closed after his employees didn't show up. I... Soldier Boy has been left outraged after the staff employed in the subway branch didn't show up. The crank that rapper has been quiet on the rap scene for a while now, but he's been keeping himself busy. Last month, he announced that he had purchased a branch of the popular sandwich chain. However, it appears that the store's management may not be up to quite up to scratch. Uh, the rapper took to Instagram to express his rage this week after the store was forced to close due to a lack of staff. <laughs> Closed! Three exclamation points. Due to missing closing shift, dot, dot, dot. Sorry, dot, dot, dot. Read a sign printed on a piece of paper on the door of the store. Much to Soldier's dismay. (gasps) It's Soldier Boy. What the fuck you mean my subway is closed today? You see, that's why you can't give young people jobs, he said to the camera. Whoa. How old is he? He's getting there. He's yeah. Twenty eight. He's probably like twenty seven, twenty eight. He's he must be around that, right? He was like twenty one when like he when popped off, right? That. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Oh. And open source Saturn- console <sighs> is not gonna fuck you over like that. He's in his Saturn return. The ages oh, from okay. twenty seven to thirty is when Saturn returns back into your house. Your house. Your house. Your local house. Your your house. Your waffle house, which your he wa- also owns a waffle house, which I think is a good investment. So I have never been to a waffle house, but I really want to. We should, all right, road In trip LA, to waffle the next house. Time we I've go. never been to waffle house either. Let's go to E3. Waffle house is great. Yeah? I is, there a, is there a waffle house in LA? In LA? I think so. Is there like a... 
I mean, there's maybe not waffles the, the there. Waffle House, but like I've gone to like chicken and waffle places. Like, no, yeah. Wait, no, there's a no, difference. Patrick, fuck off. I want to be clear. I want to be clear. There are there are incredible chicken yeah. and waffle places in there. There's a difference between Wait, Roscoe's. Roscoe's is uh, just, mm, just, yeah. Mm. yeah. Reach out. Reach out. Touch that chicken and waffle. Reach out. I need you all at home to reach out your hands right now. Reach out your hands. Touch the chicken and waffle. Touch Touch it. it. And then I need you to go and donate (laughs) $29.99 to Austin Walker's Chicken and Waffle Fund. It is what the year commands. All right. Uh, Austin, I got my Austin Walker Chicken and Waffles, and uh, it's a box of Eggos and a (laughs) bag of Tyson Chicken Tenders. Yes, sir. It is. Yes, sir. It is. Yes, sir. It is. The Lord says we provide you with what comes from the soil and today the soil was egos and tyson chicken and waffles because that's what was and on sale at costco you teach a man to that was what was on sale at costco <laughs> and you teach a man to to go to a roscoe's that's not much anybody could do that that has you google maps you could do that but you teach a man to turn you know roscoe's has got people in it who want to get paid to uh, eat those chicken and waffles unlike soldier boy subway where no one will even show up <laughs> i wonder if it stayed closed or if he rehired people could you imagine being so rich you buy a franchise Subway and no one shows up? Like someone no call, no shows once. And you're like, close it all down. <laughs> Fuck it. I guess I don't own a business anymore. <laughs> I, I want that kind of. You're trying to have that wealth. That's that. That's that's, that's that, that fucking don't give a fuck wealth. And he's out there blaming millennials when he's a millennial. I know. Wow, these young people. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking Trader. about? Maybe he's talking about Gen Z. I think he's turned on, on Natalie's generation already. Yo, Natalie just gave me the meanest look I've ever seen in my life. She she's does not a, want the association. She's turning on soldiers. I am not Gen Z. Natalie's not Gen Z. I will fight this till I die. Have you ever? Mm. What? Which will be a full if generation ever, after the if, millennials die. If this doesn't work out, pretend you're Gen Z. That's how you'll get hired other places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what the, everyone For wants now, Gen Z uh, right now. You know, now. I gotta align myself mm-hmm. with my surroundings. Right, right now, I'm surrounded by millennials. I see. So I'm a millennial. Social chameleon, generational chameleon. You're I, on the, the I adapt. I change. True. True. I survive. <sighs> Speaking of things surviving and not surviving, Rob Zachney, you were up very late last night, and I was a little afraid you were not going to survive because you were so deep in your investigations of others who did not survive. You have been playing Return of the Overdin uh, until 4 a.m. <laughs> I sure have. Uh, I sort of cro- I turned a corner with that game. Uh, I committed to the notebook life, uh, not the in-game notebook. The IRL, real notebook in oh, your yeah. hands. Like had them like, field notes. You got them. Let me see it. Can I see it? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me. Hell yeah! I'm excited. Rob is producing a prop. Let me see yeah. that chicken scratch. That's what I have too. Uh, I, have the I worst need the one with right the diagram. Hold on. You need the one with the diagram. Diagram. Oh, okay. is it from the poker game? Uh, no. So it's a little scratch diagram, but. Hell yeah. So I needed to start outlining the flow of combat during this one sequence and who went where and to figure out Amazing. to sort of track who and like how this yeah. entire thing unfolded. So I could narrow down like what probably like because there's a point where you have to start making inferences about like just can what we, happened to some can people. Can we set this up in case people missed us talk about Oberdin when it first came out? That way okay. people know what you mean when you say inferences. <sighs> Through a magical MacGuffin, you are aboard this ghost ship, and what you are doing is you find the places where somebody died, and you access the final moments of that person's life. But you don't just get, like, it's not like an, uh, 
it's not like just an audio die or anything like that. What you have is a limited area tableau recreating everything that was happening in their immediate vicinity. Okay, remember um, when we were talking about Solus last week and how he goes yeah. into the rift? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like, this. It's that. It's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. Um I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna get much clarity off the Solus explanation. <laughs> honestly. I did. Like <laughs> even though I've played over Dim. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so you get you you get this entire like uh, tableau unfolded that shows like what everyone else around the person who's dying was up to at that moment. And what you will end up doing is a lot of times in this game, because it turns out the return, the, the Oberdim is on a one cursed fucking voyage. Uh, there are sequences in which people died in quick, quick succession. And so a lot of what you end up doing is you're sort of tracking your way back to uh, who was the first person to die during this incident? And you begin reconstructing the flow of time and what all unfolded to connect the first victim uh, to the events that finally claimed the last person uh, in, in, that, in, in that sequence. And along the way, you are trying to match up. You, like, you have a list of the crew members, uh, but you don't know what any of them looked like. You have some sketches... Uh, that were done during happier times aboard ship that show everyone who's part of that crew. Uh, and but unlabeled. So, un, there's no, it's right. not like, and this is Jim. <laughs> right, you have to do that. And what you are doing over the course of this game is you are filling in, uh, like, which person, like, which, which body that you found on deck, who was it, uh, what killed them, and if applicable, who killed them? But you only find out if you're right if you get three of those uh, complete, like, cards complete. So you have to, like, basically you have to make nine correct guesses about three different people before the game is like, all right, that stuff is locked in. And now you can, now that stuff is, like, firmly identified you can stop and, wondering you can stop yeah. you can you can kind of free up that ram in your brain yep. that's been like fuck am i right there's nothing worse this person you, in the picture is that dude yes a hundred percent and then you can you start to use that to identify other people by association mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than filling in that ninth thing and the music cue not coming because when you get the night when you fill in that final one it go it does like a little cool music jingle um, that I don't remember the exact way it goes, but maybe Rob yeah. does because Rob. Well, the music is great just overall. But... Yeah, um, but if you don't hear it and you're like, "Fuck, what did I mess up? Shit, fuck, <laughs> god damn it!" <laughs> but it is so fucking satisfying when you start to get on a run yeah. because it is the feeling of the puzzle pieces coming together. Like that first mm -hmm. that that first person to identify can sometimes. Early on, they do give you people that are really easy to identify. Like, the first people you encounter is somebody screaming, Captain! Captain! He's like, how dare you betray me, you bastard! Right. And, like, you, you have a pretty good guess about, like, who those people are. Mm -hmm. uh, but later on, and I think there's, there's something interesting happening here, too, which is the officers and leadership of the ship are pretty easy to identify. They wear the uniforms. They're major characters in the story. The top men... The, uh, you know... Who, like, the, are up in the sails and who are working the rigging and mm -hmm, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, the, 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 sa the, the common sailors, uh, all these folks are just kind of anonymous in the story. They're there for everything, but they're not major characters. And so there's kind of a... Um, 
there, there there's a bit of like almost like class commentary here as well in, in which like uh a lot a lot of these folks you are trying to figure out who they were even though they never had the kind of agency that let them do anything in the story uh mm-hmm. like things happen to them but there's yeah, never a point sure where do. somebody no nobody ever talked to them nobody ever said their name you just have to sort of like figure out by process of elimination well you know this guy um you know I, I know that the other, uh, you know, the, the, the other English topman got killed somewhere else. The, I hear this guy screaming, sounds English to me. So he's right. probably this other guy. You and often actually, you that specific, <clears throat> there is a specific sequence in which with the topman, <clears throat> who again are like up in the sails and the, and the, the rigging and up on the masts and stuff where it's like, all right, um, there are like seven people here. And they are all very clearly different nationalities. Yeah. Am I for real going to go through this book and be like, mm. all right, this one's he's this guy looks East Asian to me. There is one Chinese dude in who's listed as a topman in the in the like the crew like uh, registry or whatever. Yeah. I guess this is him. I, I'll mark it down here for now. And that feels like vaguely uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't it's not. I want to be clear. I, I don't think this is like a racist system or something like that. But it, you are constantly you're like, OK, that guy sounds Russian question mark. Like, I don't know what he's saying, but I guess well, for now I'll mark him in there. And you're doing the job of an insurance uh, an insurance, uh, uh, not adjuster. What's the real word for this? Like, uh, uh, audit. Audit, yeah, you're basically claims trying to, adjuster. Claims adjuster. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Uh, and so you are part of you are part of the modern like capitalist empire machine who is going around to basically say like, who gets money from this who doesn't get money from this who was killed by an act of God versus who was killed by like uh, the failure of the company who mm-hmm. who was owed owed money by this insurance policy and so like in this very weird way you are the limb of this this of part of empire um, and so you are often playing inside of that logic which. Yeah. It's especially fascinating because one of the things – I don't know how far in you are, but, like, there is the intersection between this – is it the Dutch East India Company? Uh, yeah. The, well, I think you're the British East India Company. Oh, uh, the British – right. Oh, okay. Uh, with a, kind of a, a, a the Formosan, like, uh, dignitaries yep. and, like, royalty or something. And there is something happening there without getting into spoilers because, like, this game has some big-ass spoilers in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some stuff going on there that ends up – so I only played about halfway through is my guess. Um, and I'm super curious how it ends up tackling some of some of the stuff that happens with the Formosans because it, at moments it felt like there was risk of it leaning towards an orientalization or an exoticization and, and like, ah, oh, things here are strange in the strange mm. in the Far East, you know. Um, and I don't know. I'm curious, Rob. You well, might be further. It doesn't. It, it does. But the thing you have to remember is – Oberdin is pulp. This right. is a gothic pulp novel that you are reconstructing after the fact. And so there is an element of uh, these form- these Formosan dignitaries uh, were in touch with some sort of ancient uh, secret artifact. Was it cursed? May have been. All sorts of wild shit happened. They seem to know about. So that is definitely in this game. On the other hand, it's a game about a cursed group <laughs> of, like arrogant british um like imperial officers mm-hmm. uh driving the, the ship with, towards disaster at all times yeah with their greed their venality mm-hmm. uh like steering the ship into <clears throat> catastrophe because they start fucking with things that they don't understand and they'll be damned if they let 
uh, a Chinese dude tell them not to. Uh, right. Like literally, like there's like they get warnings and they're like, "Fuck it." I think. What if I just stole some shit instead? <laughs> um, but there, but the other thing, like it, it's interesting how it plays with this stuff. For instance, one of the things you realize as you start filling in the blanks is in those pictures of life aboard ship, it sort of seems like Topman stuck together. They yeah. hung out together. But also, even among those groups, uh, sailors hung out with people from the same country as them. And so what you what you realize is when you see a group of dudes sitting together and one of them turns out to be like Indian, for instance, the odds are very good. The other like three, four guys in that conversation circle are also going to be Indian. Um, and I think that's what, what I what I do kind of like about this is. As you sort of unpack what happened in this game, you realize the degree to which all these other groups, and all these other people are just there to like serve the ship and its mm -hmm. needs but like they're not like again nobody talks to them they're basically like just invisible uh helpers in a lot of ways like nobody asks nobody canvasses their opinion the only time somebody talks to one of the uh chinese crewmen is to get him to translate uh for right. one of the formosans and i think there's one actually like i this this sort of tracks with what little i know of like life aboard ship in this era because they're all these sort of polyglot uh, multinational operations but but two i think there's an interesting uh narrative here in which a lot of folks aboard this ship find themselves dragged along through into further into the dysfunction and malfeasance of their predominantly white english commanding you know c commanding officers mm -hmm. and there's no there, there's no way for them to express like there's no there's no way to get off it there's no way to stop it nobody listens nobody cares uh and that's one of the things that you start unpacking over the course of this uh game is the degree to which at what point did order break down at what point did various groups of these guys decide either they're going to stick to the chain of command or they're going to make a break for right getting out of this with with something be it their lives be it with money yeah i'm i is Close to the top of my list of things I need to revisit and try to get through before I finalize my game of the year list later this week, which as a heads up for people listening, we are in the process of this week is the week we're going to start recording a lot of our end of year stuff and writing and, and editing a lot of our end of year stuff that's going to be coming out over the next, not this week and next week, but next week and the week after that. And we're going to kind of expand things out in that way. Um, it's going to be a lot of podcasts this year and a lot of, uh, you know, some, some editorial stuff still, but less than what we've done in the past. We really wanted to focus in on kind of making sure that we were having the conversations we wanted to have this year instead of just kind of, and also making it so that we could actually take some time off around the holidays instead of being up super late. Let's not edit on Christmas Eve. Yeah, that would be great this year. It'd be fantastic if we could do that. So, uh, so look forward to that stuff, but also if content's a little slim this week, that's why. So just a heads up on that note. Um, but speaking of our, our end of year and game of the year lists, one of the things that's interesting here is Rob, you hit Oberdin over the weekend and we're like, fuck, this game is good. This is shaking up my list. Patrick, you also hit something that has made you think maybe your list that you thought was final is not final. Do you want to talk about Mutineer Zero? You were so yeah. sure last week. You were so sure that you're like, it's locked. Well, because like we were figuring out our scheduling and like there was a chance that like Rob and I were going to have to talk about our lists like early, like locking some stuff in like pretty early on. So like I figured out the list, haven't figured out the order, but the order is not that important to me once I've got it down to 10. Like that's yeah. just kind of a 
I got to figure out one, two, and three, and then the rest is sort of a crapshoot. Um, I felt pretty good about my list. I made some hard choices. I uh, got some games off there. And I was like, all right. Like, had a at the last second, like, you know, I don't know if I can talk about that game yet. A game I was playing, I was like, ah, oh, maybe this will be one that jumps in there. Like, it didn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started playing after – it was really after reading this write-up on uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun uh, about, uh, uh, yeah, Mutant Year Zero, um, a uh, ex-commie uh, – uh, XCOM, tactics. not former communist. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no. given the setting of that game, possibly. Well, possibly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, given that it's like, yeah, definitely pulling from uh, the stalker lineage of oh, in yeah. terms of its like setting and uh, a tone. Um, but yeah, a squad based. Uh, the XCOM is like probably the, the closest uh, sort of uh, immediate analogy um, in which you're controlling a. Uh, starting as a squad of two, expanding to a squad of three, and then you you get more characters you can swap in and out. Um, you have, like, direct control, um, but uh, sort of the actual, like, minute-to-minute, like, combat gameplay is very much like XCOM. If you've played XCOM, like, although there are different, like, sort of, like, features it's playing with, like, it is, if you've played XCOM, you understand, like, the frame of mind to understand uh, this game. Like, sort of, like, the, the big wrinkle amongst its uh, number of wrinkles is uh, the sort of, like, exploratory slash stealth aspect. So rather than just being picking a mission and then just getting dropped into a combat scenario in which what you're doing before combat is largely just about, like, setting up, like, where your uh, soldiers are going to go and, like, you know, trying to get a jump on the the first turn. Um, This game actually has some stealth mechanics in which... Uh, characters will be going through different, or enemies will be going through different routines. Like, so you'll see uh, some soldiers having a conversation, and then once that conversation wraps, they will start walking away. And then the game has sort of like this, uh, sort of like heat circle around them that lets you know, hey, if you go into that circle, they're going to see you, and then combat's going to start. And so what you can do is the game has, uh, there's both like sort of distance that uh, enemies can hear you at, and then there's also enemies can shout to other uh, compatriots to kind of bring them in as reinforcement. So what you are hoping to do is, like, wait for them to get far enough away and either hopefully take them out so there's enough distance between you and them and their ability to call in reinforcements, or using, like, your much weaker um, silent weapons, but ones that, like, hopefully if you kind of gather them together, like, if you can get three shots off, you can take a guy out. And so, because what you'll find is, like, I think the narrative around this game has been, like, ah, it's super hard yeah. like it's brutal yep. man it's like a really tough strategy game and like in, in no world am i gonna say it's easy uh one thing i'll say is like the game defaults you to starting on hard in which your characters only recover half of their health after each combat encounter like don't do that just like <laughs> slide it back down to normal <laughs> i mean yeah. do it if like that's what you know what you're in for but like for someone like myself i was like okay like no game i'm good like if you set it at normal, you get your health back after each encounter, um, and and so the, the balance is sort of set in that direction. But so I think what might be happening with some of these people, I don't know if this is for sure. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe I am just finding it easier than them. I don't know. But I, I suspect that they're not taking advantage and both gaming sort of like the stealthing uh, aspect of the game. So like for example, like there will be times where like a guy peels off just yeah. far enough away. And, like, I have, like, a two-second window to start an ambush. And then the ambush lets you, like, kind of slot your characters, like, behind cover um, or just get your three shots off. And sometimes those three shots won't all land. Like, at 75% will become a miss. 
and I'll just like reload that save Let's and just like, give it another go. Kill. Yeah. Or or what I'll end up doing is positioning my characters even cl- like just get them one square away. Right, so like, give me the hundred percent. So like right. you can get a hundred percent. So you can get your shot will not miss. And so if you can get a, 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 an enemy in the right position with your with your characters in the right position, <laughs> just a mutant get, duck rolls up on him with a fucking silent yeah. pistol and is like boom. <laughs> Actually, boom because it's silence. <laughs> Yeah, I have not. Yeah, some, you somehow got so this far in. Also, really quick, just want to note that, that uh-huh. stuff, the moving around stealth stuff, is real time, which is an yeah. important thing. Is people are thinking XCOM in their minds, but like, oh, right, there's like right, a commandos right, right. element or a hundred percent shadow tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're con- so I'm playing with a mouse, or I'm playing with a with a controller, not with a mouse and keyboard. You have just direct control over your whole squad, but you can also be like, all right, I'm gonna leave one person here, switch to, I'm gonna switch from my duck mutant to my mm-hmm. boar mutant and mm-hmm. walk my boar mutant over to a tree nearby and hit a button to hide him there. And then I'm gonna bring my like frog lady and have or, her like, hop pig, up. not just some tedious like yammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not just someone who's boring at parties, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, and then, yeah, I'll move my, my frog lady up to high ground because she has bonus. So like, I'll move her to the top of like a swing set or like a, not a swing set, a a slide because mm-hmm. she has bonuses from height or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah patrick do you want to talk about the setting because for me so much of the stuff that you're describing is important the yep. the the self stuff is cool i love killing the the dudes when they peel off i like the combat stuff yeah but, but so the much screenshots this... that you guys sent in chat were so good <laughs> yeah like that writing is actually yeah it's like a good. charming 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 game yeah and it's not uh it's it's funny but it's not capital F funny. Like, it's not a comedic game. It has a lot of dark humor that... So, like, the world is set in... There was some sort of plague that took out... Uh, I think it says... Uh, like, I picked up... Like, destroyed most of humanity within, you know, a couple of decades. Like, some sort of plague that just wiped out... It's kind of described as, like, nature's backlash or something like that. Um, but the reason it's sort of vague on what happened is, like, this picks up hundreds of years later um, in which the... The, the the main characters you have the the uh, uh, <laughs> the the pig or the boar and the duck are they themselves like rarities like they are mutant animals that are capable of speech and they are unique amongst like the human survivors but there's just not much of an understanding of like what happened previously so a lot of what is so funny about this game is like the way the dialogue is written where the the observations are are crafted are just people that don't understand what humanity was doing so like they come across structures like a slide like they um i think there's like this one bit where they come across a slide and they're like uh oh, what was the i think it was I like a toy the... house it was like uh, like one of those little houses for kids yeah i got it it's um, it's okay. it's they walk to like a little yeah like a little tiny like a like a toddler slide with a toy house and borman who is the boar says elder almighty I've seen some crazy shit in the zone, but this takes the bullet. This house must have belonged to some small people. I mean, small, small. That is just the weirdest. <laughs> and then there's an there's another one where uh, you come across. Uh, well, I'll just read the line. It says that building there, the House of Bones. It was a fortress full of tiny flesh-eating monsters called students. They came here every day to learn how to become bigger monsters. And there's a, there's, it's funny on its face, but part of what makes it click and what makes me, has me like outright cackling as I'm explaining. Yeah, because this could be world. like really cringe. It could be and, so yeah. cringe and so corny. And other games have done that. Like Horizon yep. Zero Dawn did some of this stuff and I was like, oh, please no. Yeah. The, the voice acting is great. It is dry. 
Yeah. It is, but not, and it's just, it's good enough to like carry the dialogue in a mm-hmm. way that it, 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 I, it's been a long time since I've played a game that within like a minute has painted an entire world for me effortlessly. Yeah. Like, it tosses you it's in a head really first. Hard, yes. And it, it just, just dunks works. you in. And it just There's works. No, like, okay, I'm stalkers. I'm out in the wilderness trying to get back to base. I have some scrap. And these guys are talking like they understand this place and in ways that are like doing exposition work to make me understand that there are raiders out in the wilderness mm-hmm. and there's a place called the Ark and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, I just care about this duck and this boar immediately. Yeah. Like yeah. immediately I care about mm-hmm. them. They're best friends. I, I love, love them. It. I ship them. They're fantastic. Let's go. Uh, and that's so rare because the game, if you, a year, when we first saw a trailer for this game, I think. I certainly, and I suspect other people too, were like, okay, this is going to be more in line with like Elix or the Gothic games, like Eastern European, like RPGs, computer RPGs that have a certain self-serious attitude mm-hmm. and have, yeah. a, and, and, and there's a place for those. I, I'm not, this is, I'm not throwing those under the bus. I'm not saying like, and fuck The full them. name of this game is Mutant, Zero, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. That like, is the name. The only thing we wrote about this was me doing like a snide, snarky post being like, yo, this title sucks, but this game looks great. Mm-hmm. That Like, I'm going to be bummed if this game gets overlooked because people looked at that title and went, that sounds like a weird, yeah. like budget game that I'm not going to try. And the to, to the developer's credit, like, they, like, played a, It was tongue-in-cheek because I was also using that as a way to call attention to the game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they picked up on that and, and played along. Um, but, yeah, continue. It's not, that's uh, I was just saying the thing. It was like, it's so charming. It really, really yeah. is. And, and I think that's that's the part of it. That's the part of it where, like, sometimes when you play a game or before release or, ahead, you know, before a lot of people can see it, you're like, I'm being charmed by this. Is this just my personal sense of humor or my personal sense of, like, interest in this style of game? Or is this thing going to reach a wider audience? And the fact that Patrick has responded well to it has been like, yeah, okay. Okay, this game this game is all right. Like, this game isn't just, like, scratching my like, – hitting my boxes, which I would have yeah, been like, yeah, cool. I like it a lot. Um, it's one like, – knowing that it can hit a wider audience and that makes me more encouraged to recommend it to people because – it has it, it feels like a good way to get some people into this style of tactical game because it has things like characters and, and humor that you don't normally get mm-hmm. other places. Mm-hmm. No offense yeah, to XCOM, like thing, which I love. But no, like, no. But but it, it is the kind of thing that SCOM had that. Because XCOM is probably... Uh, it has its maybe own a, dark comedy here and there, but not like this. Like I, Yeah, like I wish XCOM had like more of a, like a plot and story structures. I think it would allow more people... like. That's not a game that I ever thought I would like, and I really got into that despite the lack of story. Mm-hmm. But I think the if like if it had more characters, world building, like more people would realize like oh, even I can get into games like this. Like I found this game to be as approachable as XCOM. I'm not a strategy person, like I do, I'm, but I there are occasionally games that scratch that itch like for me. Like I really like Fire Emblem. I really like XCOM. I beat you know both XCOM games. Like I beat in the last couple of Fire Emblems, and like. This game is absolutely in that wheelhouse. So even if you're someone that's like, ah, I don't play strategy or tactics games, like, but you found yourself like strangely compelled by an Into the Breach or an XCOM, and specifically an XCOM, like, this is just a more like character-based XCOM, and like, don't be put off by the difficulty because the difficulty is often the the. So what ends up happening in the combat encounters is that you know, one, just liberally use save and reload. Like, I don't have any problems doing that. Like, the game is difficult enough that, like, I don't feel shitty if I'm going back to try and game it a a little bit. And you can't, like, save mid-combat. So, like, once, you know, fighting begins, like, then, you know, you're just in it. So it's not like I'm, 
like scum saving through each shot to try and get a better reroll. Um, but what will happen is like you'll like fire a shot and it's like, okay, I've got three enemies I'm dealing with. Well, then all of a sudden like some guy will shout out and then like four dudes come from a different area. And what that's telling you is actually you need to reload, go back. You didn't fully explore the map because the game is almost never going to put you in a position where you're completely overwhelmed in that way. That's often a punishment because you haven't explored the the exploratory part of of the sort of that mission, that area. And they're all like small enough that like within 10 minutes you can kind of get a lay of the land. And I just had this amazing encounter last, like I was all hyped from the Bears game and I was like, it's 11.15, I need to go to bed. But I was like, I can't, like I actually need to wind down. So maybe I'll play a tactics game for 45 minutes. And it was my first encounter where you had uh, uh, opposing factions. Um, so there's an area... Um, so they're like just random robots, like uh, roaming around uh, this world occasionally. And uh, off the, the times I've encountered the robots so far have been these uh, things called medbots, which uh, they don't attack you. But as you're trying to like whittle down the numbers of the ghouls and and other enemy types you come across, they're just going and reviving <laughs> those enemies. They don't revive them to full health, but they'll give them like half health and they'll just be annoying and you have to like waste a turn to try and take them down. The problem is the medbots are like, I mean, they're super armored up. Like they take a ton of hits to take down. So it introduces like this really weird dynamic, but the medbots are always aligned with like the ghouls or whatever creatures you're coming across. Like there's nothing you can do to get the medbot to like interfere with uh, whoever else is on the screen. But this is the first time where I came across like, cop uh robots who were clearly just there to protect that area maybe the school i don't know um it was called the house of bones (laughs) as cops are wont to do uh and so i was like i don't know i don't this game doesn't even tell you explicitly like there's no tutorial that says yo like factions are a thing like try and bait these folks into one another i said well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna okay hit save right in front of like i got my sniper set up and i set up this this shot uh, sniped one of the robots uh, mm-hmm. square in the head. They come running over to me. That robot makes a squealing noise. That alerts all, like, the six or seven. Like, it was way too many humans for me wanting to take on at once. And as I'm running away, like, they're taking pot shots at me. I, my my sniper gets down to, like, one health, but manages to cross behind a building, heal, and my other dudes are just hanging out and watching. And then I just watched for seven turns as these dudes ripped each other apart. And then occasionally my sniper would just kind of, like, tilt its head out, like, take a couple of easy shots that would distract in my directions, but inevitably the robots would kind of, like, fuck things up. Uh, it was just, ah, it's just a, it's a really good game. Uh, I'm six hours in. I've heard it's, like, 10 to 15 or, or something like that. It feels like I'm a roughly halfway through. Um, and, yeah, it is it has shook me and my uh, game of the year list. I now, it's a game that I don't know if I'll finish before I have to lock, but I like it enough that even though I try and push back against, like, Regency bias of, like, Mm-hmm. You know, trying to remember, like, I loved Monster Hunter World a lot. Like, do not forget yeah. how much I yeah. loved that game, even though I haven't played it in 11 months. Um, this game is probably going to knock something off, because even though I haven't finished it, I love it so much halfway through that I'm I'm willing to commit. And, uh, yeah, I know you've been having similar issues with that, uh, Austin, as you've... I am. We'll, we'll wrap back around to, to me yeah. talking about Ashen, I think, after the break. Uh, but first, actually, I want to talk about Smash. So let's come back. Let's take a break. Let's come back. I want to hear about Smash from Kato and Natalie, who've been playing it. Uh, and then we'll talk about some Ashen. And then Natalie's giving me a look because I know she really wants to talk about something else. Yeah. Some more magic. 
Imagine. We'll be right back. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We got, I got a package, oh, a battle worth winning, one out of 100. Battle Royale is now on PlayStation winning, I got a, there's like a commemorative <laughs> token. <laughs> these are called, these are called challenge coins, thank you very much. I got a challenge coin. <laughs> I got a challenge Holy coin. Shit. Is this stolen valor, if I have this? <laughs> it says, this is Battle Royale. No, we got, we got that on tape. This Y'all, is player oh, and, we did the player and those battlegrounds to be. Player and those battlegrounds. Serve. Uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It says someone from Sony sent us this package that I'm describing. There's a pin. Oh, I thought that was an SD card. No, it does have a code on it for presumably... PUBG on PS4. PUBG, I guess. I guess it costs money still, right? Yeah. Everywhere? It's not free anywhere It's never free. Oh, boy. Well, that's on PlayStation now. Uh, I have not played it on PS4 yet. There's a map. There's a lot going on here. But what there is... I don't know. I'm not going to look through all this, right? We're recording a podcast. Now is not the time to look at a map. Loot, loot. Land, loot. And then there's other stuff. There's an instruction Survive. manual. I don't know. It's anyway. slogan. There's a new map on yeah. PC in the test server. That sounds uh, We'll cool. hit that real quick before we talk about Smash. Um, Rob and I played some of that along with both Joels. <laughs> Joel, Joel, publisher Joel, and friend of the site. Joel Squared. Movie person, Joel Squared, yeah. Um, uh, that map is like a winter map. Ooh. The new map. Uh, do you know what it's called, Rob? Do you remember if it has like a... No, I, I do not remember. Winter map. Um, there's snowmobiles. It's dense. It's like it's bigger than the small map than Sanghawk and smaller mm. than Erangel or Miramar. Um, and it's dense. It's like, Patrick, you should. we should play. some. We should stream some of this somehow. Okay. In our very I'm, busy I'm next in. few weeks. <laughs> How does it... Well, it's got like really wonderfully specific locations. Like, for instance, yeah. there's a lake on that map. that there, There's a lake and some farm fields near it that together create a lot of different, like, tactical situations and terrains that you have to be considered. Like, the lake itself and those open fields, they're bordered by, like, these little uh, resort villages. And they are just... Even if nothing happens, they're just like centers of dread and paranoia because it's just open ground the entire way. And so like you you, you will have like our group did end up making these huge detours through the map and driving through like three, four different possible ambush locations just to avoid going as the crow flies across like big open area field there's a lot of like really cool unique things there's a dinosaur park there's like a dino it's called dino park and it's like a amusement park or like a i guess it's more like a like a field trip Mm -hmm. science park with Mm -hmm. like lots of model in some ways yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly um where there's like a big fake volcano that has smoke spewing out of it there's a ski resort area there's like a bunch all those locations seemed really cool yeah um and uh it was just fun to play that game again it's been so long since i really dug in 
I know the snow map has been in development for a while. Mm. I feel like it was announced forever ago. But does any of it feel like a response to Ring of Elysium or like somehow in conversation with? No, not really. Ring is so vertical in comparison to this. Like there are all those mountains you can climb with the climbing gear or there's lots of like doing stuff in the air with hang gliders and snowboarding moves across the map so fast in Ring of Elysium. Mm -hmm. None of that stuff is here, really. And and in some ways, like, it does still make it feel like PUBG is not evolving in Mm -hmm. that way, which is a bummer, but also, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I want there... There should be this type of Battle Royale shooter for, for people like Rob and people like me who maybe, like want the slightly more tactical, slower military feeling mm-hmm. than, you know, Fortnite is doing some wild stuff right now. Fortnite Season 7 is happening, and there's, like, planes in that thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. I think it might even make it more of a game that I would like to play because it's a little more, like, Battlefield weirdness, wild, mm-hmm. nonsense, storytelling-type stuff. Yeah. But, I'm all, but it, it wouldn't be giving me this feeling of, like... There was, what there attachments were, do I have? What attachments do I like, have? Moving house to house, moving yeah. room to room, trying to clear a bunch of space. That stuff is so fun and still yeah. very, very just like unique. So, did you I have any uh, footprint moments? Like, well, so we were playing squads, and yeah. the thing is, like, we, we started, we were talking about this a little bit. The density of the map is such, and just the dynamics of squads in general, uh, is that you don't have a lot of situations where you're needing to track people. Right. Uh, and so, like, it's easy to imagine, like, in uh, solos or duo, uh, that at some point you would sort of be looking for the passage of uh, other players and using footprints. But in squads, basically, it's like you see one person, there's probably two, three others out there, all hell right. breaks loose. You're yeah. not tracking yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Um, but I, I can imagine in solos or duos, it would definitely right. come up. I, I had a good time. Joel remains good. Both Joels remain good. Yeah, totally. Joel Fowler, like, what we started playing, and our Joel, Waypoint Joel, was just immediately just getting kills. Damn. But, like, without calling them out, it would just be like, you know, I'd be like, all right, what's going on? I just, like, see a body in the corner. And I'd be like, what? There's an AK over here. He's like, yeah, I killed that guy. Like, oh, word? <laughs> okay. okay. You didn't say you were in trouble. It's like, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> there right. is this, Shit. There is this, like, ridiculous melee in this, like, old european like like an old town type area God, that where whole like area was so there's good. an elevated uh there's like an elevated stone road the high the high street and then there's like some lo- lower streets and there's a church all this stuff it's really complicated like uh like ge- ge- geography mm-hmm. in there and Joel was just running around like the predator through those buildings and just like dem- <laughs> like wiped out like a full team of people yeah. and then got Holy started shit. on the next. Love it. And the rest of us are like cowering, like we're trying yeah, to figure I'm out like one person. Like, he, is he still in there? Is he in that window? I don't know. And Joel's just quietly like, you know, you hear like footsteps, 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 pop, pop, pop. And okay, I got one. It was very good. It was wow. very good. We gotta we gotta do some breakfast and battlegrounds again. We gotta show off this map. We have to figure out someday in the next couple of weeks where we can jump oh, yeah. in for an extended time. Yeah. All right. S- Smash Brothers. Smash. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It is here. Everyone is here. Everyone. Everyone is here, including Kato. Hell yeah. Hey Kato, how are you doing? Good, great. Are you so you did the Destiny raid this weekend? Did you also yeah. sneak in some time? Basically, yeah, every time there was a loading screen or every time someone took a break for you for know the raid, battle you were like, or whatever, we're just like smash time. smashing. Yeah. 
absolutely the whole uh it's really great so you ran we ran a review from you about yeah. the single player mode world right. of light basically which uh, is what i continue to be playing like can you give us like the high level on what world of light is and yeah. so why you like it there's this um new system that they call spirits where basically they've added a million i don't know how many actually it's probably a, like a million <laughs> yeah seven million uh, <laughs> every character you can ever think of from any franchise that's ever touched a nintendo console at some point so like i don't know um even like like old like game and watch stuff there's like specific like characters from there that like before they had consoles right um and like things from like series that you've probably even never even heard of because they're old some like weird capcom thing that was a one-off that never had a sequel or but whatever. happened but to like, show ha- up on yeah like, on, on the nintendo the wii or, or the like, NES or whatever, whatever just, it is yeah gamecube yeah. Right, like there um, are like battalion wars characters. In I spirits. don't even know what that is, See? but yes, See? I'm sure there are. Um, and basically, these spirits are kind of these um, equipable things that change the stats of your character. And this 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 single player mode, World of Light, you start as Kirby. Everyone else has been, uh, you know, killed. Ki- yeah, yeah. Well, They're technically dead. captured. Actually, they don't kill them. They're dead. Yeah, They're they, they dead. look like they fucking dis- like disintegrate. But what's happening is they're being teleported. <laughs> They're dead. And they're being they're cloned. Dead. The new ones are being cloned. Yeah, those yeah. are new clones. Those are new. Those are different clones. Those are fresh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. They're freshies. But the also, others, like, the sense of the self, right? Like, the, the memory, the second oh, okay. the memories stop, you know, making. Right. We've, <laughs> we've all played Soma. We all. Um, so you move around this large, beautiful map, uh, like hand drawn uh, overworld map. Um, and basically, there's different paths you can take, and each path takes you to a different uh fight with one of these spirits um, and essentially what they do is they take one of the characters that are in the game out of the roster of 76 78 or something I forget the exact number um, and they tweak them through items or through just like settings in the game to make the fight more like the spirit that it's supposed to be embodying um, the example I always go back to that's really fun was uh celeste from the uh animal crossing games is an owl she's always asleep in the game because owls are asleep during the day right um and so it's a fight against a jigglypuff that has this move called rest when you rest as jigglypuff you fall asleep but if anyone's touching you when you do that it does a ton of damage and can often kill someone if they're anywhere above like half hp or whatever i really like the street fighter ones first of all one they're straight up so like the world of light has like dungeons in it or like little sub right. maps. Yeah, basically. that's it. I just found like uh, the first one of those because I've been like sticking to the overworld map, and then I right. saw a pipe. I'm like, wait, what is? Where does that go? I haven't so figured that out. Nintendo and it goes down under, pipe. and there's a separate map with like multiple paths, and like one path leads to a button that I have to hit in order to get to another. Like there's like this weird like pathing yeah. thing. We have to decide like which way you want to go, and like. Have you seen the Street Fighter one yet? No, I it's haven't. What very funny. there's a Street Fighter like sub level. Yeah. Oh shit! It's it's the it's the map of the world. <laughs> oh really? Like and you from, take a plane oh from place my to God, place, and it that makes like, the, so the Street Fighter two plane noise. Um, and so one of the things that happens with all the Street Fighter spirit fights is like only Ken and Ryu are in this game right. as Street Fighter characters, but there are spirits for Blanca and for you know everybody else. Sure. I don't remember who is who in in. Yeah. I don't remember like who is Blanca, who is M Bison, or whatever. So do they give Blanca that? That thing where you jump and it, you turn into electricity. I don't know. Sand. I like, like I feel maybe. like that's what. what that's, that's the other fun thing is like when you hear about a spirit, just being like, I wonder how they're gonna do that. Like right. or like when you see a spirit on the board, like I wonder what the what the thing is gonna be. How to are they? It's like, so like all the Street Fighter ones. One of the big ones is just like they limit how high you can jump, and right, I think right. they make it so that like 
they add like reflect or something to make the projectiles not do as much knockback or right. something like that. So it ends up being a situation where it's like, oh wow, this feels like a fighting game. Right, right. Like it a, feels like a traditional, traditional fighting game, right, like yeah, a two D, yeah. like a Street Fighter thing. Absolutely. Natalie, you've been playing it also. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? How far? How not how far in are you? But what do you what do you spend um, your time with? I've mostly? been playing a lot of the World of Light mode as well, and yeah, I really like the creativity of like the modifiers that because that's what I mean. They they're like modifiers that they add to the fight, and um, they. Have, the creativity there is like super fun and makes me really curious and makes me want to play more of them. The one thing that I'll say is I wish that the World of Light fights counted towards uh, getting uh, fighters. Yeah, new characters. You, new you characters. With just Kirby and you start yeah. unlocking from there. Well, yeah. yeah. So it's like a separate. So you unlock characters within World of Light to mm-hmm. play them in the World of Light mode, but uh, those do not translate they do. to. If you unlock someone first in World of Light, you also mm-hmm. get them in multiplayer. The thing is that you unlock much faster in multiplayer, so you're probably going to hit them oh, there first. Gotcha. I see. But, okay. And do they unlock from multiplayer back into World of Light? Or no. no. Okay, that's so the that's thing. It doesn't, it doesn't go. go. Yeah. So and to unlock it, to unlock new characters... You need to have completed a certain number of fights. Or Essentially, they're they're is they're it... on the map, kind of spread out. No, but I, I'm okay. So you can do the in world of light that way. Yeah, yeah. You just find them and fight yeah, them, yeah. and you unlock them. But for just like if I want to play as Snake right now, right? I bought this game. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Solid Snake. Well, I have me, some sad news for you, York Dan Riker, and I, I love still Solid. haven't. And you've been playing this game for like a week. Yeah, like and and, a, and it's. It's basically, it seems to be like every if you're just playing multiplayer against a human, this is a specific thing I learned also. For some reason, if it's against a human, it's about every 10 minutes. If you're playing against a computer, it's a little bit longer for some reason. Weird. I don't understand what the math is behind this, but it's basically just like a random amount of time and then it's a random person. But there's also specific like qualifiers. So if you, for example, like, like play, this is totally made up, but yeah. if you like play someone as Donkey Kong. Like, if you're playing as Donkey Kong, you unlock a specific character. So, like, each character... Interesting. Also, while being, like, ran... If you look up, like, how to unlock blah, blah, blah in SSBU, Mm -hmm. there are, like, other specific, like, instances that can unlock the characters. Okay, yeah. So, like, I'm looking at a chart now. So, it's like, Mario will first unlock... It's like Sonic, then Bayonetta, then... Oh, I hadn't seen this list. Then Little Mac, then Ike... Then yeah. etc. Whereas if you're playing as Donkey Kong, it's like Bowser and then Pokemon Trainer, and then yeah, that's interesting. So, it makes sense. And then there's also oh, pre so or that pre- would only be for classic mode. Anyway, it, the point is, it is hard to unlock characters. It's not hard; it takes time. Yeah. to unlock characters yes. in this game, which is which is why people have like found a way around it by like pre the patch. If you downloaded the if you got the physical yeah. copy, you there was like a sort of work around where you could start the game, you fight like one fight in just regular Smash mm. against a computer, and whether you win or lose, you get a challenger fight after. And then after fighting the challenger, you quit the game and then start up again and like just go through that process. Oh my god, that sounds yeah. like work. And I think they patched it in the latest patch, so if you never download the patch you can keep doing you it. can just unlock yeah um i've heard that it still sort of works like with the new I mean, it's just, even with that technique the... it still feels like that takes forever there's 60 some characters 70 characters yeah. 72 is the main line and then like plus the i think there's five new it's time so, consuming yeah and the, i mean it's hard yeah. is the other thing is like you're not the those are never going to be guarantees 
Um, and I absolutely understand the like people who are coming to this that are just going to play multiplayer and are like, I just want all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. To me, though, I've actually felt like because it started with such a small pool, um, I would go around, play each of the characters, mm-hmm. kind of like get back into it because I haven't played it in a, in a little bit. But um, it every time I unlock a new one, I spend a few games playing that new one yeah, just totally. to check them out. That's right? cool. So like that felt... That felt pretty good, but like I could totally understand the like I'm just here to get play back to my main, play competitively yeah, yeah, yeah. and multiplayer, and like why is this unlock mechanic still a thing? Even yeah. like there's someone out there whose last character they unlock will be the character they want to right. play. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like that's that's, that's not great. Um, I I I'm torn on it because like for me the thing you're describing of like oh I'm gonna like jump from character to character I'm gonna get a, a total experience and figure out what all these different characters do right. and kind of find my main that way sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, but. I can also understand. Which you could, you could codify that yourself. If all everything's unlocked, just yeah. go down the line. I wouldn't, though. Exactly. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. For I me, like that. this is like kind of the perfect like drip feed of like, oh, yeah. there's a new one. Let me play these this yeah. person, figure them out for a little bit. Um, Are you all like full stop having a fun time with the game? And like, does it feel yeah. like a return to form for it? Does it feel like a, like a, have you, I mean, I know we've talked about your experience with it, Natalie. Have you been a Smash person in the past? Or is this your first real? Um, yeah, I have played Smash in the past. Um, this feels like the last for the Smash that came out for Wii U was the first time I really got into like watching like videos on specific characters mm-hmm. so that I could like get better at just understanding them. So I'm inclined to do that again for this Smash. I had like a sort of down point this weekend where I jumped in like all my, my friend was having an arena and like a bunch of my friends were jumping in. And everyone was just a lot, lot better than me. Oof. And I lost every single round, like fourth place. And that's when I made my tweet where I was like, in this house, we love and appreciate everyone bad at Smash. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it felt really bad. And it feels bad because, like, this is a game, like, where, you know, that's what's kind of nice about having the the option to play the spirit fights and stuff like that. Because... I can still feel like I'm learning and like getting good and understanding things a little bit more because I'm like internalizing specific modifiers. I'm like, okay, so that is how that mechanic works. And like normally that's what it feels like. And so I feel like I'm learning the mechanics of the game actually a bit more deeply through the spirit fights. And then when I come back to like playing regular Smash or whatever, I like just understand what like the workings are a little bit more, which is a little is making me feel better than just being like super bad at the game in general. Um, So it definitely feels like I need to, I can't sort of brute force my way through as much. Um, I feel like I need to like really know my character if I'm going to like main someone Um, jumping around from character to character, trying to find something that works is like, can be, disheartening but also like super satisfying when you find something that clicks really well so i'm just trying to like keep as casual of a Mm -hmm. approach to it as possible because as soon as i like start comparing myself or like feeling like i'm not getting better like this is not a game i have to be good at it's like what i need to tell myself like there is like the last time I entered a competitive scene with Overwatch, like I really wanted to be good at it and I spent a really long time getting good at it and I'm not a fighting game person. Right. So there's like 
such a you high. You just have a good time with it. Yeah. Like, like, no one, if you were playing Mario Party, you wouldn't be like, I keep coming in fourth place. I have to get better. I have yeah, to just right. get good at Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to have Smash be that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like keep it as light as possible, which is hard when yeah. everyone is like so into it. And it's so much about finesse and skill and, and knowing like your character so well. So. I for everyone out there bad at Smash, I see you. You're valid. Yeah, yeah wow. All my love through and, these trying times. Uh, a nice thing I found about a World of Light is that it actually has a, the. It feels like it has the full range of AI like levels in it. Like mm-hmm. there'll be fights where I'm like getting totally rocked, and then like, I can just go down a different path and fight something easier and kind of like work up to that. So like right. even in there, you can find different levels of. Uh, how difficult you want it, or how much you're gonna push yourself, like trying Ooh. a fight over and over again. So I need to, I need to dig into it. I, I have been buried under other games, yeah. and so it is. <laughs> I think it'll be, it'll be something I play a lot of when I go home for the for the holiday. It's yep. like a good. It's Same. on the Switch. I can just play it <laughs> on the couch and just hang out. So, um, speaking of other games, I've been playing. Uh, I fell hard as as Patrick noted earlier into Ashen, which is uh, I talked about this on the last episode, so I don't need to give the high level. But like last time, I, I compared it to to the Dark Souls game. I still think that that holds, though. I'm now 45 hours into that game. Um, I th- I think you could get through it quicker than I did. I I basically. So the big picture thing I want to say is before I get into my specific playthrough is. Having gone through it that deep, I now want to compare it a little bit more to something like Hollow Knight. Um, mm. It's it is still a Souls like game in term in, in a billion different ways, um, but like Hollow Knight, the more I play it, the more I think about it as like uh, an extension and response to Dark Souls instead of just something that's trying to repeat Dark Souls. Mm. Uh, there's so all these little ways. I'm going to try to write about it this week uh, because it's like completely taking over my brain right now but all these ways in which it differs from dark souls in terms of its geography it's it's the way it builds out its spaces and levels there's way more open areas than dark souls has like there's there's a moment where you come out over this this place into like the the hills basically the the, like it's like the hills of this giant species Mm -hmm. um and uh, there are all these different ways you can go, and like Dark Souls has multiple paths a lot, and it does have some open or more open areas. But this just feels like a big, like almost like a tiny, tiny, tiny valley in Breath of the Wild or mm-hmm. something like that. It's not. I've seen some people make Breath of the Wild comparisons. It's not that for mm-hmm. me at all. Mm-hmm. Outside of it being something I want to take a lot of screenshots of, and yeah. it playing with light in really interesting ways. Um, it, well, Souls like all of its geometry. Uh, has a purpose. Yes, like it's funneling you. It's funneling you to different things. Whereas it sounds like it with Ashen, what I haven't played, but I'm going to start this week. Is sometimes it just has space to be. It's like space, space. to be explored. So one of the here's one of the big differences is um, you do a lot more running, jumping, and climbing in Ashen. Mm-hmm. There are bits of it that feel like a 3D platformer um, because mm-hmm. it's if you if you land near enough a thing, you'll pull yourself up to it. Okay. Uh, there's lots of climbing on stuff. And also because, here's another way in which it's not strictly like Dark Souls. Um, you will always have, unless you go into the options and turn this off, a companion with you. Either a, a multiplayer companion who has entered your game like Journey and they'll be playing as one of the townspeople who has come into your town. Uh, like so the NPCs. Ra- like Journey, you mean like randomly? Randomly, yeah. You can, you can go in and set like a number 
two right, you right. could get like set a four digit number which then if your friend sets a four digit number they okay. kind of like connect right. um, and I've heard of people having a good time with that stuff I haven't messed around with it at all um, but you can get a random person again journey like kind of like wander into your game mm. or you can turn that off and just have an AI companion which is mostly what I've been doing I've mm. done some stuff with random people and that's been fun but I, I really want the consistency of just like here's the AI person I can count on the AI mm-hmm. acting a very specific way and right. plan around that whereas right. a player might go off to have a different fight than what I want to have right now is right, the AI right, will right. mostly follow me and deal with what yeah. I'm dealing with. Um, and so there are moments when you can use that AI companion to give you a boost up to climb something else. Mm. There's a lot of like sequence breaks mm. that you can find that way because even in the more open spaces, there are pathways and like clearly, you know, uh, there are walls that are harder to climb or walls that you have to get the right angle or the jump. There's a, a part about two-fifths of the way through the game where you get a new traversal ability that completely changes how you move through some spaces mm-hmm. that lets you kind of like zip between certain points on uh, in, in the world. And so part of the reason I have that 45 hours is like I went back to the beginning of the game. I was like, I'm going to explore everything with this new traversal right. ability to get all right. the hidden stuff, which is like a few pieces of equipment and, you know, a lot of, of the equivalent of like, you know, when you get an item in a Souls game that's just like, here is 10,000 Souls. Right. So a lot of that stuff is you can kind of go back through the game to all these other points that you've unlocked. <laughs> to kind of pick up 10,000 souls, 5,000 souls here and here and here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game, it's super interesting to, to have put all this time in it since I last talked about it because there are things that I expected to, to unlock and to become part of the game, which have, and there are things that haven't. So like there is weapon crafting in this game the way there is in Souls, mm-hmm. but it is not this huge, deep branching path where like, okay, are you going to do the fire build? Are you going to do the raw build? Are you going to do the the you know ashen built whatever it is this is just like okay it's a it's a linear path to bit, a better weapon mm-hmm. i expected to unlock uh, like a point based system for strength and skill and blah 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 mm. none of that is in this game there's no oh, no no stats i'm not building can... a character right. in that way outside of stuff that is actually a little bit more like hollow knight you have a um, a set of four minor talismans and then a relic or something like mm-hmm. that. And the minor ones give you things like um, plus two or five percent more stamina, mm-hmm. you know, so, so some light passive things. Some things that are a little more interesting than that where it's like you do more stun damage. You like, you, you're, like your hits will stun an enemy more likely mm-hmm. if you're full on health, if you're at high health or you'll do um, – the further away from base you are, the more health you have, mm-hmm. right? So like the further deeper into the game you get, the more HP you get mm-hmm. actually. That's cool. So there's some neat like – almost like the pins in Hollow Knight. Yeah. And the major talismans or the, the relics are super cool and are things that show up on your character and give Ooh. you cool abilities. Nice. So like the first one that you get is this mask that you wear and it the way it works is like every time you get a hit, a new glowy orb shows up orbiting your head basically and you get up to five of them. Orbiting is the wrong word. It's like hovering around yeah. your head in like kind of like a triangle shape. Mm-hmm. And when you get them, they're basically it's a damage boost. So if every mm-hmm. hit you do... The next time you do a hit, you'll get another orb, and the orbs you already have will attack. Okay. And so you eventually have five orbs around your head, and every time you hit, all five of them hit an enemy. Ooh. And you're just doing, like, a little extra hit, a little extra damage with each hit. And so for most of the game, I was using that and doing, like, a ton of damage with these rapid-hit weapons. I was, like, hitting, 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 and that was really fun. I now have a thing on that, like, slowly 
over over 45 seconds, this mask grows on your face until it's this really cool, like, bone mask. <laughs> and then uh, for each, like, 15 seconds, it gives you one one hit received at lower damage. Okay. And so it's like, okay, well, at first you'll take 15% less damage. After 30 seconds, you'll take, you know, 45 less percent damage. When it grows all the way out after, like, a minute, you just get one free hit where you take Damn, no damage. Nothing. And so there's all sorts of things like that that end up feeling more like Hollow Knight builds. Yeah. We're like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have these, like, ability-based decisions to make instead of just pure stat-based decisions. Yeah. And that's really And those cool. are interchangeable. Usually, yeah, you can go back through it whenever you want. That's really and, cool. I mean, it's not, it's not interchangeable in the Hollow Knight uh, sense where, where you, you can just, just do it wherever you want. You have to go back to base. There's that's the same in Hollow Knight. You oh, can only do it on the bench. Okay, so this yeah. is, like, yeah. only back at HQ, at yeah. your oh, town that you're building. You, you can, can fa- fast you can eventually fast travel. So you immediately start getting items right. that will just take you back to base yeah. without losing your souls, without anything like that. Like you just burn this thing and you go back home. Yeah. Are um, those pretty readily available? I must have 40 of them okay. at the end game. I, I barely ever use them as the thing. I use them a couple of times in like key places. Yeah. Um, and then you do unlock fast travel, but it takes a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say if you're playing at home, if you're playing at home... Do the main quests until you get your inventory chest, and then do the side quests until you get fast travel. Those okay. are what I will say. Like that's like the, without spoiling stuff because yeah. you start the game without an inventory chest. Mm-hmm. And like here's the other big thing, and this is what I'm going to try to write about: is this game is like really optimistic in a way that Dark Souls is not. Dark Souls is, is at the most skeptical, right? Dark Souls says the the age of light is ending, and you have a choice to make: do you want to extend the age of light, or do you want to turn into an age of shadow? And both of those are seen as skeptic, are, are kind of framed skeptically. It's full of like doubt yeah. and completely like, like, oh, are you really going to extend this fucking bullshit more? Yeah. Or like, oh yeah, really? You're going to be the king of the dark age? Great, have yeah. fun, but yeah. none of this is good. Yeah. Um, the Dark Souls is a game that I think is very cynical about human relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly has NPCs, so I have I have favorite Dark Souls NPCs, you know, right. um, but. Doing favors for them is a difficult thing because the game doesn't show you how to do that. Right. It's a lot of like, okay, what the fuck? Okay, where do they want me to show up next? <laughs> this game, this has, game a has a quest log. log. Like, right. This game has a the, map. The fact right. that it has a quest has a log is such an enormous Huge. departure from 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 the, the, the like design ethos. But even, of, so it's like right. the design ethos and the narrative and the thematic ethos mix really well here because – in a game like Dark Souls Three, where you get the you get the the Sigmund or Siegfried, whatever his name is in that one, uh, uh, mm-hmm. is it Siegfried in that yeah. one? Okay, because it's different. There's different Siegs in all the different Dark Souls. Right. Um, Sigmund uh, Siegfried is like meet me in this in this next town, and like you go there, and if you don't. If you don't happen to catch an assassin who's hiding in a dark room, he gets fucking killed, yeah. right? Um, and that, yep. sort of, that stuff happens constantly in the Dark Souls games. Yeah. Constantly, constantly, constantly. There's some weird condition that you skipped a step or you didn't go to the right place in the right time. This is like, no. The world is better when people work together. The world is better when they come together. And Sigmire, totally Sigmire. off. I Jesus. think Sigmund and Siegfried might have been from the previous two games, like, honestly. Well, Sig- Sig- Sigmire shows up in... One and three. Is it the same name? Same though? name, same person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been a while. Anyway, um, the the this is a game that believes that like bringing people together means that good things happen. Yeah. There are like infrastructure gets built, yeah. and literally every time you go back to your base after completing a quest or defeating a boss, some new structure is being built. 
you know, maybe the the huntress has moved in and so she's built like a little hunting place. Yeah. And when you go there, you hear like drums play that get added to the same main guitar riff that's playing. Yeah. When you go over to like the tinkerer place, like a different set of like chime starts playing and he can upgrade your lantern so that you can like cast better shadow or give you better. When you when you bring in this this other, the, the, there's like a, a giant uh, who you bring in and she mm-hmm. can like teach you how to make potions and like eventually this also starts to filter out into the world. So mm-hmm. the world is filled with all these like travelers who they all speak like Dark Souls NPCs. <laughs> They're the ones yeah. who are like, the light, the light, stay away from the light, Raffit. And like, okay, I don't know what the fuck a Raffit is. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking to me. Why don't you like the light? I don't know. And bit by bit, those same character models will start filtering into your world or into your town. Mm. And they'll start to say things like, yeah, I, you know, my eyes hurt. The light hurt my eyes at first, but I'm starting to adjust to it. Or like, I never thought, like I've done a lot of running around, or running away from things in my life. It's nice to be able to like kick back a little bit mm-hmm. and look at the sky. And like bit by bit, they start filtering in and their inventories start to change with, with what you can trade with them. So by the end game, you can run into people out in the world who are still out in the world, but who now have this huge trading list of items that are really useful to you, nice. including yeah. a really small one that I hadn't thought about as being really useful, but it is. You can buy those items that have like an X amount of souls, like, okay, there you can buy the 10,000 soul item for like 12,000 souls. And at first I was like, why would I do that? Like, why do I want to burn these 2,000 souls? I'd just rather go spend them. But when you're deep in a dungeon and you're not near a fast travel point, maybe I'd rather spend that 2,000 souls to get the the safe 10,000 soul item that I will not lose if I die. Mm. And that's like a neat, there's like all these ways in which this game communicates that it believes in infrastructure and community. And mm-hmm. it's a light, I mean, it's a game that starts at the beginning of the Age of Light and says, we want to defend this. Yeah. This is worth defending. And there are times that it gets kind of, I wouldn't go all the way to like cringy with it, but like, I am not a particularly optimistic person in that sense. Mm. I, I think big picture, I am optimistic. But like stories of light overcoming darkness, stories of like, ah, if we all just get together, we can build something, can can feel trite in a, in a moment in time at which structures and have failed certain people. Yeah. Ways in which infrastructure has specifically failed, like marginalized communities yeah. and access to infrastructure and access to government and access to, to representation are is said to be distributed equally, but is not actually distributed equally. Right. Um, Look at what's happening with Wisconsin and democracy right now. There's some wild shit popping off. Um, And so the the there's part of me that like recoils from it. But there's part of me that in the same way that I responded positively to Tetris effects, deep humanism. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of having a place. This is the first time since Majula in Dark Souls 2. I've really liked where your home base is in a game like this. Mm. Um, It's the first time that I've been like, I really want to be here. I really want to to spend time just walking around and taking video of this place. I mean, also, this game is gorgeous. That's the other thing. It's like I spent so much time taking screenshots and video and showing off cool moments on Twitter and stuff because I just I'm really taken by its use of light and darkness, its use of of color. Um, It has this very like like none of the characters have faces. They're all like kind of flat, like polygonal shapes. Um, And it kind of, for whatever reason, the the world feels like you're walking through a sketch at some points. And that is, it has the sense of potential and and the sense of like, what could the future, how how would you fill the sketch in, Mm. right? Mm. Um, Some really just, really cool levels and and it's all it's absolutely pulling from dark souls the way dark souls pulls from dark souls right, right like right. i absolutely had a level that is deep and dark the way blight town is in dark souls one and like like that is the one thing i would say is there were some spikes of difficulty that mm. i think are not in line with the base level difficulty there's like 
in general, this I think is a great first, like first time you're going to play a game like this. Um, the deliberate combat that people know from Dark Souls is mm-hmm. here, and so that's it's a kind of a great training wheels game for that. But by and large, it's not that difficult in comparison to like Dark Souls one through three or Demon Souls or, or or Bloodborne even. Yeah. Um, but there have been a couple of dungeons that are like big deal. This is where the big boss is, is at the end of this dungeon that go on a little too long. The first one of them, or the the second one of them, I guess, is like really scary and dark and like constantly at risk of falling off of a ledge. Oof. The enemies are really tough. Um, it's that's that Hollow Knight. It really is. Like it's really really tough. Yeah. Um, and I think like they it could have used one more checkpoint. Basically, yeah. Uh, there's like one at the top and the one at the in the, in the like right before the boss, yeah. and that is it. That reminds me a lot of Deep Nest. Yeah. It is like it's like all right, I'm gonna go in here for 40 minutes, and yeah. like I'm just gonna be on the edge of my seat feeling like I'm going to fucking die. But is there – are there options to go different places at that point or is it like – There's you, a point at which you have to do you that. Have to, you right. have to. That's Because like I'm into – I don't know, probably halfway in through Hollow Knight. I'm still having like dealt with Hollow Knight. Nest or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a similar situation in some ways. Like for the bulk of the game, I felt like I had multiple places to go. Right. It's a more linear game than than a Souls game or like Hollow Knight. Like yeah. It is not a big open world map where you're going in different directions. Mm-hmm. There is like, it's. Does anybody remember when Crisis Two was on the press circuit, and the immediate response was like. This game looks linear. Crisis is all about openness. And they're like, okay, but okay, look, you have to understand what we're going to do is funnel you from like mid-size arena to mid-size arena. You're going to go into the zone and it's going to be a huge zone, but smaller than any than just Crisis's huge open island was. This is like that. So it's like you can't – there isn't a single big map where you can go – you can like sequence break and get to the end game really quick. You right. have to go down this kind of tunnel of content. Mm-hmm. But it's a really broad tunnel if that makes sense where you like – you yeah. go from the Ashlands into the hillside or whatever and both the Ashlands and the hillside are big and open and you can go wherever you want. But like you can't just skip the Ashlands and go to the right, hillside, right? right? Okay. Um, I'm really, really, really liking it again. I'm at the last boss. I like I got to the last boss last night at like 3 a.m., I could not. I could not make that into a win. That was. Damn. It was really. Ugh, I'm really mad at myself. I just. It's. Mm, I want to beat that fucking game. I really want to beat that game. I don't know that I have it in me. It's a really hard last boss. We'll see. A uh, quick question: Does it have any PvP elements? No PvP elements. No, no. no. Okay. No. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna jack your shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it just. It doesn't. I. I can imagine them adding some um, as like DLC or sure. something. Uh, but I, it feels thematically not yeah, the thing a about little this bit. game. Yeah. Okay. Um, though, um, though, I don't know. We'll see. I got to hoist myself real quick. All it's right. actually Sigward in three. Three. Sigward is three. Yeah. And okay. Sigmire in one. And the re- like they have the, it's the same armor. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah I know. It's think a family. It's the same uh, voice, voice actor, actor yeah, yeah. which is why I was like, that's the same person, right? But no, I'm fucking wrong. Wait, then who is, who is two? Two is Sigward? Was, is, was he into? I didn't. He's, I know. That's didn't Sigmund, Freud. He, there's Have different sigs. I think it's different sigs in each one. There's also one with so like a Sigurd like three. A, yeah. There's also definitely one with like a a a woman who is the sig. I think oh, that might really? be two. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Ashen sounds really cool. I really want to play that. Yeah, me play too. Ashen. It it is on Game Pass, just like Mutant Year Zero. Also on Game Pass on Xbox. I feel one. like if those games had come out like. Two, three weeks ago, they probably would have made my list this year, which is yeah. so... What, like, what happened to December suddenly? Smash, like, Ashen, yeah. Year Zero. Yeah. 
December isn't safe anymore. Below is uh, Oh, really, really, really quick. I put more what time is... into Just Cause 4 and have actually really liked Just Cause 4. I turned, a, I turned a corner on it and I started to feel better about the grapple hook stuff and have gotten better at doing funny grapple tricks um, and like messing around with their like balloon system and their engine system to like hook up little, little tiny engine things on it. And that has made that game nice. so much more fun to play. Um, so I need to keep putting time in it to see if it's like fun to play for 30 or 40 hours. (laughs) Yeah. But the extra five I've put into it have actually helped me wrap my head around like how to play it more like Breath of the Wild and, and, or like Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've gotten like some serious Hitman vibes from the videos that I've seen of just how people are kind of crafting out situations. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. definitely a good one. Anything else? (sighs) Natalie, are you not going to talk about? Well, I don't know. We ran. We have run late. Yeah. Do you, we know, can do you want to save it? Do you want to save your Lego Harry Potter story? <laughs> yeah, we can save it. Okay, everyone's on pins and needles. Sorry. All Next you, time. Are you Potter stands out there? <laughs> what are the, what's the what's the name for Potterheads? Potter? Pot- Is it Potterheads? Mm-hmm. That would I mean I think that's, that's what I would call thing. them probably. That's no, Potheads. Oh, okay. My bad. Potterheads. Totally different thing. Totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney. Natalie. At Natalie Watson. As always, you can find everything we do at twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com. Shout out to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP panel machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Shout outs to Danielle, who I think is just off today, but has been in the in the, in the, the trenches, trenches. Yeah. the union trenches, doing a lot of union negotiation. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're missing Danielle, send her your energy and powers as the, nego- the bargaining unit here continues to negotiate with management. Um, uh, good luck to the bargaining unit. Um, I think that's it for us. Again, this week might be a little light as we continue to, to bank stuff for the next couple of weeks. Um, though we will be definitely be back with at least a, a kind of short waypoints later this week, and, and we may end up having a Friday episode. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But yeah. we're gonna play it by ear uh, as we as we start prepping for the end of the year. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Can someone t- help take me out? Danielle isn't here to do it. So the Bears can clinch with a win next week at home. Uh, yeah, can come down Packers. to Bears, Packers, Soldier Field. Wow, uh, that will end, that will that will put the division to bed. I believe it's pronounced Soldier Field. Soldier Field. Soldier Field. That was when they reconstructed. That's when they. He's from Chicago. Is that? That deep no, we're, we're a chance city now. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. On that note, have a good week, everybody. Peace. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.